after you have used something, put it back where it belongs. Because essentially what we are doing in the organizing part is determining a permanent home for each and every item. So it's like super clear for you where things go back. So once you've used something or, you know, in terms of clothing, once it comes back from the laundry, you know exactly where it goes. So do your best to put it back there right away. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have the one, the only Lisa Sabellis. Did I say your name right? No, it's Celebitas. Celebitas. I know, everyone gets it wrong. Yeah, there's a T and an S. It's a silent T. Um, Celebitas. There we go. I got it. Um, on the podcast today, um, if you've been following me on Instagram for um, any amount of time, I feel like then you have seen Lisa periodically pop up on my Instagram. Um, so Lisa is a professional home organizer. Um, and to put it very lightly, she has, I'm, I know this sounds ridiculous. She has changed my life. Truly. Uh, so I'm so excited to dive into everything that Lisa worked with me on, we worked on together, um, and to share um, her genius uh, with everyone who's listening out there, because I think that tidying your home and organizing your space is maybe one of the most underrated things that you can possibly do for yourself. Um, so I am so excited to have you on today. Thanks, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited chatting about this whole process that took us some time. <laughs> yes, that's a great place to start. That's a great start, uh, starting point is how much time it took us. So what's specific, I think, really about your process is that, you know, we did every single corner of my home every single corner. And there's different kinds of organizers that you can hire. So you can definitely hire an organizer while you go out and spend the day doing whatever you want to do. And this person will come into your home and they'll organize all of your things for you. And then you can come home to an organized home. That is not what we did. And that is not what you do. I mean, I guess you probably do do that if people request, but um, this is like an overhaul of your life. And I think that that's the most important thing to understand is that if you kind of cut corners and don't do all of your home, then I think things kind of creep into one another again. And I feel like this is the best way to like really change your life. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And, and I like that we start here because I do like to talk about the differences between what I call a traditional professional organizer and what I do. Okay. Um, so maybe. I don't know if, if it helps if I talk about those differences yeah. real quick. So as, a, as you said, a traditional professional organizer usually, and I would say everyone has like their method or way of working with clients, but usually I would say, like you said, they come in and kind of organize your stuff for you. So there is not so much emphasis on decluttering and also teaching and working with the client. 
And that's usually what I do, right? Um, and sometimes I do like the off organizing job. Um, but this is really how we work together. This is my preferred way of working. And it's, um, I'm certified in Marie Kondo's method. So it's not, I don't want to take credit of the, of the, of the method myself, but I'm certified in her method. And maybe if it helps, um, I go through the six principles real quick. So maybe people who have never heard of that or what this all entails, um, what, yeah, what it, what it's all about. So it's, it's really a whole home tidying approach. So we really went through every single thing, um, that you own. Um, and by category, right? So the six core principles of the method, of the Komari method are first, envision your ideal life. So that's not even tidying related, but that is like the first step before we even start. So how that usually looks like in practice, I send my clients like a vision questionnaire um, so that they get really clear on their why and why they want to tidy. Because and this kind of stuck with us throughout the entire process. Yeah. You would always come, you would always come back to number one because you know, as we get into this all six principles here, like there you start to you start to figure out what you're doing, you start to get into the method, you start to get into the process, and you start to find a rhythm in it, but then it also becomes really challenging um with certain things. It's really, really a challenge. And you have to come back to, you would always ask me like, what are you envisioning for your life? Like, what did you want it to look like? And I had, and then I would remember why I started the process and I'd be like, okay, I'm committed to what I want my closet to look like, how I want my space to feel. And if I'm truly committed to that, then I have to let go of some things and yeah, create absolutely. some new habits. Totally. And the, it really helps us. Like I say, this is more for the client than for me. Like I'm reading, of course, like what they put in their vision, but I really encourage people to spend some time on it because it's so hard to kind of get discouraged throughout the whole process because it can take some time. It doesn't have to, but you know, when we take into account the average American household has 300,000 items, maybe wow. not here in New York, we live in smaller spaces, um, but it's a lot to go through, right? So really being super crystal clear from the beginning, why am I doing this? So that you can go back and kind of reread what you've written and apply this to the process. Because what I like to ask my clients throughout the process is, well, does this fit into your vision? Like you wrote this down and we spent some time on it. So like go back and revisit that so we can kind of, you know, make the right decisions going forward. So that's not even, I, I think that's super important to kind of take a step back and kind of envision what is my ideal life? Why am I doing this? Why am I committed to the process? Um, and that brings us to principle number two, which is commit to tidying up completely. So that goes back to the whole home approach, right? Mm -hmm. And I really believe, and I always say, the clients that have the most or like success in sticking with the method and staying tidy for the long term are the ones who completed the process. And I see it with the people who, you know, they, they started with clothes and kind of things fall apart, like everything else falls apart as yeah. well. So if you're really investing the time and energy going through the whole process, it sticks with you because if you're asking yourself for every single thing you have, does this bring me joy? Like, do I want to keep this? 
it does something to your brain. It does something to your mindset. And people always come back to me later on and say, like, yeah, you're always in my mind. And, you know, what would Lisa, (laughs) like, she would ask me this and that, right? It's so 100% true. Since working with you, you are always in the back of my mind. Like when I think about, oh, let me just put this here or do that now and I'll take care of it later. I'm like, well, let me try and take care of it now. And the thing is, you said something that was kind of hit me, which was you said it sticks with you when you do the whole home approach. I I don't like to use the word, whatever, messy. I have been messy all of my life. I have been this way. And, you know, like my mom never made me make my bed every single day. Um, we so talked here, about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did. Um, Lisa became my therapist throughout this process. Let me just tell you guys. Um, it's so true. Uh, and 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 so I wish she had, but like, we're not going to blame this on my mom, right? You know, this is me. This is my stuff. And, um, you know, it's really, really deep seated, all of it, which I think we'll get into after you finish getting through your six, uh, the six steps. But um, it does stick with you. I can, I can wholeheartedly say that just was so desperate to change for so long. And we're not talking about that. I was a hoarder, you guys, for everybody listening. And, you know, you see those, those shows on TV where people can, you know, not really walk through their homes and Lisa does work with those people as well. But, um, I'm, I'm not that I just, I mean, I guess I have hoarding tendencies cause I have a lot of clothes. Uh, no, you don't. You don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't have hoarding tendencies. Okay. Phew. Um, no, but, uh, you know, I just, it's just been really difficult for, for me to let things go. And, and it's been really hard to keep things just generally tidy all of the time. Um, and I would create piles of my clothes and just say, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. But the thing is like, you know, I got to this place in my life where I'm like, okay, you know, I, I started working with Lisa before I was engaged, I think even. And so I was really in this place of my life where I'm like, okay, I want to share my life with someone else. And like, I know that it drives my partner crazy when our home is a mess and I have got to stand up for my peace and my part in that and, and do better. And also, like I said, it has driven, it's drove me crazy for all of my life. I've wanted to be different and I didn't know how. Um, and so you really did give me the pathway to figuring out how, and it has stuck with me. Um, just one. Yeah. And, and I remember like we started in your old apartment, right? So before you moved and your goal was to, you told me like, I want to do this before we move. And I think we started maybe a month before or something like that, but I think we only went through your clothes and then you moved and things got in the way. And I think Mm -hmm. six months later we picked up you know, but we left off kind of, yep. and we did close again and then eventually finished everything. So, um, so yeah. And like hiding by category. So that's another principle and, and another like really important part of what I'm doing, as opposed to what I would say a traditional professional organizer focuses on is tidying by category and not by location, mm-hmm. meaning it's really powerful to see all of your clothes or all of your books in one in one place, right? So instead of like looking at this closet today and then in two weeks, you have kind of forgotten what you've went through in this closet, but you get a really good overview if you pile all of your clothes in one pile or let's say if you have a lot of clothes, all of your pants. So you can make an informed decision what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep, right? Right. So not just like focusing on making 
like a location pretty. And not, I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's just a different approach, right? My client is very different from a traditional professional organizer's client. They're maybe more focused on the visual aspect, which we are as well, but it's more like deeper, right? My client is focused on, I want to maintain this my whole life. Like I really want to declutter thoroughly and keep it up by myself, ideally. Um, so, and that brings us to the next principle, which is the first step is always decluttering and the second step is organizing. So as we just said, so clothing, um, we focus on decluttering, not worrying about how to organize it. I always say, that's why, why we also don't buy or I don't encourage people to buy any kind of organizing products because again, we we organize, uh, we tidy by category, not by location, meaning things could shift around throughout mm -hmm. the process. So I don't give people like a list of things to buy. That's usually, we do that once we know things will stay in its places, if that makes sense. Because yeah. And she was really thorough with measuring my spaces and sending me a document that was like, you know, breaking down what I should order once we went through the spaces and organ like and tidied everything and, and got rid of things, then we got the organizers. Right. Because I don't I don't want to, you know, waste people's time or money of like buying stuff that doesn't fit. Once we know stuff, you know, stays there and fits there, I want to measure. And make sure that you're happy with with what you're getting and it works for your space. Um, and then it's also about following the category order. So that's the fifth principle. So we went in a very specific category order. Um, and it's like five broad categories, clothing, that includes clothing accessories like shoes and stuff like that. And then we have books, papers is number three. And then number four is kimono. So that's the Japanese term uh, for miscellaneous items. Um, that's a really huge category. So we break it down into like kitchen. And and that probably comes from because Marie Kondo is Japanese and homes in Japan are a little, little bit smaller. So they don't have a lot of stuff. But here in the US, of course, we have like a lot more stuff. So <laughs> it makes it makes sense to kind of break it down. Um, and the very last category is sentimental items, mementos. So the, the idea behind the category order is kind of starting with something easy. I'm not saying clothing is super easy for a lot of people. I didn't know it, it wasn't for you specifically, but it's a very defined category, right? So you know what a piece of clothing is. It also helps you to have a good start into your day, right? Once your closet is organized, one of the first things we do in the morning is get dressed. So that already gives you like, oh my God, I can find what I want to wear. Like this already gives you a boost and uh, a good morning. Um, so that kind of makes sense. These are some reasons why we start with clothing. And then we kind of move further down to uh, books, papers, which are still defined categories. And then kimono is like a little bit messier kitchen of course that's like one big project but yeah. it's like a lot to do right and usually we spend like two two or three sessions even and mementos is the very last category and the idea is that you have kind of honed your sensitivity to joy throughout the process so um, because people have a lot of like 
and you had as well. And I think you're still working through your sentimental. Uh, we kind of sorted them out and separated from everything else. It's also that we find sentimental items throughout the whole process. So for example, yeah. I say, let's say in the clothing category, if you're not, let's say you inherited a cardigan from your grandma, right? And you're not wearing this cardigan, but you hold on to it out of sentimental reasons. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it becomes a memento. It's not a clothing for you anymore because you're no, right. not this was big using it, right? So we kind of, you want, we want to separate this out and, and do it last where we have time and also have time to like read through the journals and and really take your time with um, making those decisions about those sentimental items. Yeah, that was that was huge for me. Um, also, is because I have a lot of like sweatshirts, t-shirts, like you know, a high school sweatshirt that or a college sweatshirt that like means a lot to me, but I literally never wear. But I was like, well, I'm not going to throw it away. So it just sits there and takes up space in your closet. But when you take all of those things and put them in a different category, the memento category, you can fold them, put them all together in one place and then, you know, set them aside elsewhere. So they don't take up space in your closet. And that was kind of a really yeah, big I thing. I never thought I don't want you before. to kind of sort, you know, when you get dressed, you don't want to dig through the stuff that you're not wearing anyway. So right. I, I like it. I like organization to be it needs to be functional and practical for you, but also like I'm all about making it aesthetically pleasing as well. So don't get me wrong on that. Right. Oh yeah. My spaces are stunning, <laughs> <laughs> like beautifully coordinated, uh, color coordinated and also, um, spatially coordinated in terms of like bulkier things to one side. And you know, that's how everything is. And, and, and it's just nicer when you go to get ready. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest pieces, and I would say one of the most daunting things as well is it's, it's multifaceted. And one of the biggest mistakes I think people make in wanting to tidy at home by themselves. So for years, when I wanted to do this, if I wanted to get rid of clothes, I would just stand in my closet. I think most people probably do this. And then I would just take hanger by hanger by hanger. And I would go through each item one by one in my closet and then take things out as I, you know, saw fit and like get rid of things that way. It's not the way to do it. It's not, it's just simply not. You think it is. And I get where it makes sense in anyone's mind that that's the way to do it. But if you want to actually do a real life overhaul of your life and truly, truly get rid of things in your closet, you have to take every single thing out of your closet and lay it on your bed. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. It, you're just like, you get hyper, at least I did, overwhelmed with how much work that's going to be. And that's why I think I definitely recommend a hiring someone like you, which I think is the most brilliant thing anyone can do. Um, but you know, if not, you know, then get a friend to sit with you. I don't know, but like, I wouldn't necessarily, I would never say to do this on your own necessarily, because I feel like depending on who you are. But once you get everything out of your, your closet, it's, it's very overwhelming. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like you suddenly realize how many things you actually have. Like I'm talking, we, she made me take, made me, LOL. Um, <laughs> Lisa had me take every single thing out of all of my drawers, every single article of clothing. I had to take every single thing out. I had to physically touch and hold each piece of clothing that I own. When I tell you this process 
works so much better. It works so much better. You just, and then, you know, that you do the joy check, which is where you ask yourself when you hold each piece of clothing, you know, does this item bring me joy? And that may sound silly to some people, but like, it's true. Does this piece of clothing bring you joy? Now, also, sometimes it did bring you joy for many, many years. And so you held, you, you're kind of sentimentally holding on to something, but like, you can thank that item, which is the Komari method for the you know purpose that it served in your life. And you know that now it's time to part ways with that item. And something about this thought process and having you know these kind of conversations with yourself as you move through each piece really kind of opens up the gateway, I think, to letting go, releasing, um, and creating space in your life. Yeah, I think it's so true. And also you touch on something that I always, I like to emphasize is that in the method I'm practicing, we are choosing what we want to keep, right? And we're not choosing what we want to get rid of. So I think that's, it's like so subtle, but I think it's so, it's so positive, right? Usually when people like go through a closet, through the clothes or a closet, they choose what they want to get rid of. So I think that's such a, like a harder decision to make as opposed to like what truly serves me and my current life right now as opposed to oh what what can I get rid of right and I think it's so subtle but just the mindset shift that creates and the positive um you know connotation I don't know if that's the right word here but um and I always when people kind of switch back to choosing what they want to get rid of I usually notice <laughs> like when I'm with a client in person, I'm like, are you choosing, you know, what you want to get rid of? That's why it's so important to go piece by piece. And what you also said is it's so important to get stuff out because stuff becomes like, it becomes dormant. It becomes stale. Like it's part of the vicinity, like part of, you know, your closet. But once you get it out, it's like, you have to deal with it. It's like, mm-hmm. I rather you like rip the bandaid off and kind of really face what you're dealing with here. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. But that's just my take. When I tell you also, this was, it really revealed to me on so many levels that like, it was just so, the way I keep my home and the way I've held on to things and and it's all so deep seated. It was so... And that's why I say that Lisa ended up becoming for me, you know, some somewhat of a therapist because you really have to take a look at yourself. You are staring in the biggest mirror you will ever, ever, ever place in front of yourself. I swear to you, because I just learned so much about why I am the way that I am, you know, and it's like I, why I would hold on to things and why I felt like I quote unquote needed all of this stuff. And you asked me, I remember a couple of times you would, you said this one thing to me that I always thought was pretty powerful, but like, it was something along the lines of like, did you ever miss anything that you like let go of or something? I don't remember how you said it, but like, no, whenever I got rid of it, like I didn't, I didn't miss it. I didn't think about it. I just thought about my new life and now I had space to move through things. And, you know, my closet wasn't jam packed and overflowing and everything had a place and everything has a home. And 
it just feels better. They say like, if you have a tidy home, it's a reflection of your mind and, and it just feels better. It really does. Everything feels better. Yeah. I think it's once we own something and I read this somewhere, I have to like read up on that again, but it, it almost becomes like a part of yourself. Like once you own something, like there's almost like a limbic, limbic cord to something. But then if sometimes I ask my clients, so if you didn't like, imagine you didn't have that thing right now, if you, if you saw it in a store right now, like, would you acquire it? Right. Again. And if someone is really honest, you know, I'm saying like, what's, what's happening here? Like there's this limbic cord still here, but there's no joy. Right. So Let's cut the cord. And it takes practice. It really does take practice. And going through those really hard decisions and really difficult decisions to for you to experience, oh, I'm not missing these things anymore. Um, and it's also sometimes, and people deal with all kinds of di different, you know, I don't want to call it issues, but let's call it issues of people, you know, liking shopping. And maybe the the joy is more in the in the shopping process or in the acquiring of things rather than in the thing itself mm. and i'm like okay let's let's recognize that and let's see how we can prevent your home from getting cluttered again because maybe you just like to browse right and i think that there was a conversation i think uh, like a similar conversation we had as well um is like only because you like something or you find something pretty doesn't mean you have to buy it, right? Maybe you can just enjoy going in a store and that might take some practice if you're used to just buying everything that you find pretty. But again, just going through that process can really help in, first of all, just recognizing your issues or what what's like the deeper rooted cause of those behaviors and habits you're having um and yeah it's 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 life-changing in many ways for, for a lot of people i think absolutely life-changing um and what are some tips and tricks that you can give to people to keep it up to keep it up first of all i mean first is finishing everything um, and I know we talked about it, it can feel super overwhelming sometimes, right? Yeah. And if people just break, and I think that's the beauty of the method as well. It really breaks it down into, into categories, into super small subcategories. If you want to, if you're not, if you don't want to take all of your clothes out, you can just take out your pants, right? right. Or a section of your closet. So I have like a checklist that people can download on my website or my Instagram that gives you like a multiple pages of subcategories, which you can take and literally start today and say, okay, I'm going to start with tops today or my t-shirts mm -hmm. and just to make it not overwhelming, right? And take it out, joy check it, organize it back in. And, and the only question I always, the only, um, not question demand I have for my clients after I leave after a session is keep keep up what we've done today so if you work by yourself for example you've tidied your tops and your pants organize it and try and practice maintenance so what maintenance looks like back to your question is after you have used something 
put it back where it belongs. Because essentially what we are doing in the organizing part is determining a permanent home for each and every item. So it's like super clear for you where things go back. So once you've used something or, you know, in terms of clothing, once it comes back from the laundry, you know exactly where it goes. So do your best to put it back there right away. Or after you take something off, put it back at the end of the day. If you have a super busy week, I always like to say, have at least a reset day once a week. So that might be Sunday, right? So if you're like, stuff is, you know, life is super crazy. Everything is like lying around. But once you're completely done with the process, everything, like it should be super easy putting things back where they belong because you know exactly where things go. So that's number one. Then, of course, with new things coming in, first, joy check. So ideally, you don't even bring something into your home that, you know, you don't bring joy feel joy about um, but with online shopping these days of course you know packages arrive um, so you got to be diligent about returning what you don't want if you know yourself and you you're not a returning person have a designated donation like either a bin or a drawer where all of those things go that you know I don't want to use them they don't bring me joy I'm going to deal later with it so once that drawer or that bin is full you do a donation run or you list things to sell. So don't put it just back in the drawer or ignore it in the corner, like keep those habits up. And then the third maintenance rule uh, applies to the things that you have already pre, um, you know, that you have deemed that they bring you joy previously. So let's say again, let's go back to clothing. If you do your laundry and you fold your stuff to put it away and you notice, oh, this shirt doesn't really bring me joy anymore. So don't put it back in the drawer, but put it in in like your designated donation area. So these are like the three main rules of maintenance that I try to instill in my clients. I think that that is a big one. I want to reiterate that for everyone who's listening out there is there the thing that you've taught me, you know, for for maintaining really is I have you know, a trash bag that is sitting in my side closet in my, you know, guest bedroom that is labeled donation. And like you said, I really do that process. If I'm folding my laundry or I'm putting things away, or, you know, let's say I do this thing too. Like I'll, I'm unpacking from vacation and I bring this certain thing on vacation all the time and I'll take it here and I'll take it there and I'll bring it all these places and I never wear it anywhere. I never wear it. I take it with me every time, but I never, ever wear this, whatever this thing is or whatever, what have you. Like, I just say, okay, like I'm going to let this go. And I am constantly, I mean, at least a couple of times a week, I I'm not kidding. A couple of times a week for everyone listening, like I will throw something in that donation bag and you watch how quickly that it fills up. But like, it's constant. It has to be constant. And especially if you're someone like me, like I just bought this sweatshirt, you know, this morning at SoulCycle. And so, because, you know, there's constantly new work, you know, sweatshirts coming out at work and like whatever. Um, and then I've got Under Armour sending me new stuff all of the time. So I have to stay diligent. I have to stay on top of this. And when I find, you know, that I want to keep something then I have to get rid of something because otherwise it, the same thing is going to happen again. Like, I'm not going to be able to move the hangers again because there's going to be too many things and you can't move the hangers. And like, I need like space 
for things to breathe and move. And, and, and I find that I'm just the most, I'm the happiest overall in my life when I stay on top of these things. And it really does affect your mental health. Um, you know, I can't reiterate this enough. Like working when I worked with Lisa, I had a really big goal in mind. Like, you know, I want to start my journaling business. I, you know, want to share a, a beautiful life with my partner and I want to, you know, play my part and my role in keeping our home clean. Um, and so the things that I want, I felt like my mess was holding me back from the things that I want professionally. I felt like my mess was holding me back from having the most symbiotic relationship that I can with my partner. And I felt like my mess was holding me back from what I want to manifest in the future, which is, you know, to have children and bring another being into our home. So if you think about, you know, who you are at present and what you want in the future, you know, it's like your life has to match that and you have to be like a participating person in what you want it all to be, you know? Yeah. And I think our external environment really mirrors our inner state, also vice versa, right? Yeah. A lot of the time, if you start with the external and your physical space, you kind of recognize, oh, I feel like so much lighter in my brain and like things feel easier. I, I'm not like as bound up with with all the physical things that I have to handle but it also goes like the other way as well right um but I think yeah as you said it's it's a it's a lot of stress that so many things can can add to your life and I always say like every like think about it every single thing you have it has like an energy field around it right right so if you look at a desk cluttered with with stuff like you immediately feel stressed, <laughs> like yes. it, all those like energy things. And, um, and then you look at a clear desk and you're like, Oh, this feels calm. I feel calm. Now I'm like ready to work. Right. Yep. Yep. It's the, so it's so, so, so true. Um, okay. So how can people work with you? I know, uh, they can go to your Instagram, uh, and they can click your, your tidy checklist if they want to kind of get started on their own. But if people, want to get into it the same way I did do everything that I did and just kind of do an overhaul of your life. And, uh, how can they do that? How can they work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So currently there are two ways you can work with me. So either what I did with Victoria, um, like, uh, in, the, in terms of, uh, in-home one-on-one direct support package where I'm with you, tidying with you, giving you guidance and support. She was holding my hand, you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's uh, called my one-on-one direct support packages. Um, so you can find more info on my website. And then the second offering is a tidy strategy VIP day. So this is one day with me virtually, um, where we map out and schedule out your tiding festival. So I teach you the ins and outs of the method. We kind of break down, we do a home tour, we do everything virtually. So at the end of the day, you are left with a super detailed plan and confidence um, to carry out your tiding festival on your own. And coming soon, I'm gonna have another service. So where we go into organizing your brain and your tasks and your schedule, if you will. But um, yeah, more on that soon. So if you're interested, just go to my website or send me a DM on Instagram and I can send you more info. 
Okay. And so her Instagram is Lisa and then her last name, which I'm going to spell and I'm going to spell it twice. T-S-E-L-E-B-I-D-I-S. I'm going to spell it one more time. She is at Lisa, T-S-E-L-E-B-I-D-I-S. Uh, so you can find her on Instagram. You can send her a message. You can click on her um, website is there. And then we'll also link your website um, in the show notes for people to check out as well. Um, so that is, is there anything else that we missed? I don't think all, so. All the stuff and all the things. Okay. So last question I will ask you is what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Because this is how we close every episode. And it Just, can be go yeah. Just go for it. Just go for it. Don't wait any longer. Amen. Amen to that. Okay. Uh, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Um, I cannot recommend Lisa enough. You guys just, just work with her. She's incredible. Um, that's all I have to say. So thank you so much for being on Lisa. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Victoria. All right. That is a wrap on today's episode. Um, you guys, I truly cannot recommend her enough. And when I say she changed my life, she changed my life. She absolutely changed my life. Um, I just needed to do this so badly. Um, I, like I said, it's been like something I've wanted to do all of my life is just organize, 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 but it is not something you can just take a, a weekend and do, or take a day and do like, you have to commit to the process and like do every single room of your home, every, you know, your bathroom, your, your bedroom, your drawer space, your closet space, your, you know, mementos and your keepsakes. And like, it's a lot. So don't a also remember to not be hard on yourself. If you've tried several times to, to achieve this and you don't seem to be coming up, um, you know, with success, it's hard. Hire Lisa. That's all I have to say. She will change your life. I promise you that. Um, anyways, thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at very best self. You guys, I'm working tirelessly to get this freaking journal out. It is the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. I just, I am trying to do it the right way. I'm trying to do it well. I don't want to just throw it together. So I apologize for how long it's taking, but, um, good things take time. So stay tuned with that and follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown. And that is a wrap on today's episode. I will see you guys next time. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave us a review, five stars, all the stuff and all the things. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. Bye.